listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to talk about Lutheran schools today. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful for that. Yes. Thankful for the Lutheran schools in my life. You had some Lutheran schools in your life. All of my schooling at Lutheran schools, yeah. And today we're going to talk about a very special Lutheran school in Plano, Texas. We're going to talk with our friends at Faith Lutheran Church and School in Plano, Texas. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Stephen Kieser, Headmaster and Associate Pastor at Faith Lutheran Church and School in Plano, Texas. Pastor Kieser, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Hello, Sarah and Andy. Glad to be here with you today. We are excited to talk about life of a congregation and a school and the, the beautiful ministry that can be and what happens at Faith Lutheran Church and School in Plano, Texas. Where did the story begin for Faith Lutheran School there in Plano? Faith Lutheran School started off in the 70s, 1970s, as a Christian preschool. And by the time early 80s, 1981, came around, there was interest in starting what they called a parochial day school. And so in uh, January, actually we just celebrated our anniversary, January 18th of uh, 1981, the Voters Assembly established a parochial school. It is interesting that that vote passed by one person. <laughs> like a lot of our schools, many people are supportive here within our congregation. It is an interesting fact within our history. Why did faith want to have a school attached to the church? If you go back and look at the voters meeting, I mean, I, I think there may be answers today, but if you go back and actually read the proposal, at that time, we had the senior pastor here was Robert Hill. Pastor Hill was a very strong advocate for the school, and I think he was a primary voice in the establishment of the school. The, the minutes actually read maybe a couple things were on the minds of the voters in 1981. One, they saw it as sort of a purpose of a Christian congregation to educate its children in the faith. And while there were other ways to do, for instance, vacation Bible school or Sunday school or midweek school, they saw that the prospect of being able to do that on a daily basis in the, in the parochial school. Secondarily, in 1981, the congregation was not impressed with the public school system. Not much is said in the in the minutes about necessarily the education. You know, could you get a good job or get into a good college or university? But they specifically call out. They say that the public school has forgotten God and replaced him with humanism. And I think by that they mean sort of a secular humanism, a godless uh, view of humanity. And while other things were said, that seems to be the two primary reasons, one sort of a pro and one sort of a, you know, this is a problem going on in our society, and we want children educated in the Christian faith. So so I think many of those things still remain true today for us in our, in our history. You know, what happened historically is also true today. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that. What does having a classical Lutheran school 
offer for the the congregation and the, and the surrounding community? Yes. Well, you know, society hasn't improved in that sense. They haven't, as many might imagine, evolved into better forms. It, it, it's at least the same, if not worse. And I'll let someone else make the case. We still see that today. I think that what is different, and I'm just speaking because I was a student in 1981 at a Lutheran school in Seymour, Indiana. So what what has changed a lot is I, I think that society has really become much more proactive in teaching their doctrines to children. So when I was in high school, for instance, at a public high school, we were told that there was a theory called evolution. I never heard a lot about that in elementary Lutheran school. I did hear about it in high school, but it was just a theory. We know some of you believe in creation and some of you have other thoughts, so this is a theory. Well, now it is taught as absolute truth. Not only that, I mean, that's, that's bad enough, but today we have really have attacked in a more direct way, what does it mean to be a human being? I mean, we hear accounts, friends who come to our school, you know, who tell of litter boxes in the back of classrooms because someone has decided they're no longer a human being, but an animal, or they can't figure out whether they are a male or a female or whether boys are supposed to like girls and girls are supposed to like boys or which bathroom to go to. These things are, are, are a reality, not to mention all the other ways in which false doctrine is being spread in, in, our, in our schools. And so, ultimately, the sanity of all this has to be in the Word of God. And it is God's revealed truth for us. There is no other truth above, above it. And so, this has to take its proper seat. It has to be the throne upon which the Word made flesh, our Lord Jesus Christ, resides among us. And that has to inform the things that, that we do here. One of the things that I think that as we see children coming into our school, I think is also part of the Reformation thought about schools, is that congregations, the church, saw Lutheran schools as a means by which to educate in the Christian faith and also useful arts and society as an education for the baptized. You know, okay, well, these children in our congregation are baptized. How ought the baptized to be educated? But also, we have friends in our school who are not baptized. And so I like to say those who are baptized and those who will be baptized, because every Christian must baptize their children, else you wouldn't be a Christian. I mean, every Christian except baptism whether it is as a young child or whether you are an adult or at some other age. So we, we want to instill those things, biblical truth, for the sake of the baptized and, and for the sake of those who will be baptized. So anyway, that's, that's our primary goal. We have other goals as well, you know, to raise up children in, in godly virtue and also to teach them things that are beneficial and good for the church, well, for themselves, for their families, for the church, and for the world. That's how we often speak about that. That's, that's what we do here. In what ways do you see a, a Lutheran school 
furthering the sense of congregational community or that that sense of congregational life and congregational identity? It's a great question. And we at Faith Plano are truly what I would call parochial school. So we are owned and operated by Faith Lutheran Congregation. There are other forms of schools out there. There are associations or standalone schools, so forth. So we have a very direct connection to our congregation. And there's a couple of things maybe I can mention in, in this regard. First and foremost, the church could exist without the school. In the scriptures, you know, maintaining a, a Lutheran school is not necessarily given to the marks, let's say, of a church, identifying pursuits or marks of a church. At the same time, our Lutheran forefathers, including Luther himself, Melanchthon, Bugenhagen, and many others, saw that in maintaining this opportunity to teach the Christian faith, congregations would do well to establish schools. Luther went even further in a couple places in a a table talk, but also in a letter that he addressed to councilmen, suggesting that schools were even preservers of the church. And I think that's true within congregations. These children are not only congregation members now, it isn't just a future-oriented thing. They are members of the congregation now, and they will be, God willing, continue in, in the congregation. So these things are very beneficial to the congregation. So the school, the school thrives on you know, those things which are primary to the church, which is the word and the sacraments, baptism, the Lord's Supper, confession, solution, studying the word of God. These things are the life of the school. And these things are the mission of the school. What is the mission of the church is also the mission of the school. So that means that those things that we teach, of course, are in a harmony with what is preached from the pulpit, what is confessed uh, within this congregation, and there's no, there's no difference there. So the school finds her life in and through Christ himself as he is present locally here within this congregation, but also the, the, ch- the school then, as she lives in the church's mission, that is the confession of Christ, um, also gives, draws back into the same church that as she is fulfilling the mission of the church, so to speak, or the, speaking the confession of the church, there the Holy Spirit is also busy and active. The word of God goes out, does not return void, but accomplishes the purpose for which it is. So you see not only this, the school finding her very heartbeat within the church, but also the the school X is called a service organization, but at the same time gives and draws into the congregation itself. We're learning about the life of a congregation and a Lutheran school and the the blessing that that ministry can be. We're going to talk about some of the challenges in just a moment. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. (laughs) 
At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with the Reverend Stephen Kieser. He's headmaster and associate pastor at Faith Lutheran Church and School in Plano, Texas, learning about the life of a congregation with the ministry of a school and serving families in the congregation and the community through this. So we've talked a little bit about the 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 ways that a congregation with a school can can serve those families of the congregation and families of the community. What are some of the challenges that you see as a as a congregation having a Lutheran school operating, particularly operating a Lutheran school in a consumer driven <laughs> culture that we live in today? Well, that I'm sure it presents its challenges. Yes, it, thank you for saying consumer driven. You know, we do have people who serve in marketing, for instance, public relations and those kinds of things. You know, and some people might ask, well, to what extent can you peddle confessional Lutheran education? I don't know if that's the right way to frame the question, <laughs> but one of the challenges is, of course, related, I think, to missions and also finances and, and things of that sort. I think that we have to be on guard and guarding the confession of the church that in our pursuit of growing that we maintain that confession and don't compromise that for the sake of, of dollars for the sake of, of trying to, to to get additional people in to the school simply for the sake of growth growth for growth's sake without thinking seriously about what is our mission and, and I use mission there very strictly in the sense that the mission of the school is the mission of the church, that is the confession of Jesus Christ in and through word and sacrament. So may not always be the most appealing to a non-Lutheran. At the same time, there the as Luther put it, you know, such a school is a bright jewel in the community. And that's true because it is the gospel itself. It's not a false doctrine. It's a beautiful gospel. It is the gospel itself, that, that confession. And, and people in the community see that, and they want to participate in that. They may not understand why. Maybe it's because they like uniforms. Maybe it's they like classical education. Maybe it's that they like the price. Maybe we're affordable. Maybe they like morality, and they, they're fed up with public schools. So they, they may not always come in for exactly the same reasons. Nevertheless, make sure they understand this is what they're going to get, what they're going to receive as, as their blessing. So that we explain to them what it, what it means that we're a Lutheran school, you know, that we worship like Lutherans. We sing hymns that are, that are good for us in the church. We pray the order of matins, or we pray vespers. We we learn the creed. We learn the Ten Commandments, the creed. We learn the Lord's Prayer, and we recite Luther's small catechism as well as the scriptures 
every day. So these things are good, very, very good, good for us. And it is a challenge sometimes for people who may not be Lutherans to swallow that. At the same time, we have we have a good number of non-Lutherans who do attend our school and who are very appreciative. Some of them come from very different backgrounds from from Lutheranism, from at least say more liturgical, it's called classical Lutheranism. They come from different different backgrounds. And so to come and experience the things here at Faith Lutheran is a little different for them. I think they see the benefit because we have a great retention. Once we get students in the door, they stay. And it's one of the things that we're very happy and thank God for, not only for students, but also faculty. We have a tremendous retention among our faculty as, as well. I mean, that's just thanks be to God. Our goal isn't retention necessarily. Our goal is to be faithful and trust that what the Lord does with that faithfulness, he does. What are some of the joys that you have of serving in a leadership role in this church and school combination? Yes, I I am very involved in both church and school. Sometimes there's a divide between church and school for competing resources or, you know, whatever it is. I'm really blessed to sort of be the bridge, if you will, between both actively serving Sunday mornings, also involved in visitation for the sick, the shut-in, marriages, funerals, all those things, as well as serving in schools. I serve as the the administrator here at our at our school. It is it is a joy to be able to do both, to bring the pastoral office to say disciplinary matters, confession and absolution. And that's how we that's how we live with sin in the world. We confess our sin and, and we hear absolution from the pastor as from God himself. So those are things that I get to do and be involved with. Also we have some of our daily or some of our chapels include the Lord's Supper. And there, because the liturgy does teach the church, it does other things too, but it certainly it is a teaching mechanism, if you will. that it teaches all the children about the Lord's Supper, about its priority in the life of the Christian. So to see students start putting these things together, not only in maybe a, a religion class during the day, their entire environment, their entire experience at Faith Lutheran. And then also to see those times where we've had, just recently, we had a family join the church, the mother and the daughter was baptized. And this has happened over and over again, where the Lord has used the preaching of the word in this place, that they might be baptized. And that, that is really, really quite beautiful. But also, is there are other needs I mean, families are suffering. We have, we have families that have mother with cancer, struggling with marital issues, struggling with troubled other children. I mean, there's just all kinds of things where the church shows up with Christ and has simply his faith. Here is the Lord Jesus Christ. Here is what he says. In the midst of your no good, horrible, awful day, here is Jesus Christ. Here's his message for you. That's that's my joy, right? I mean, what better job on earth could you have? It's, <laughs> I, so I get the best of both worlds serving in, in church and school uh, here at Faith Plano. 
What are some of the stories from parents or students who have found the value of having a Lutheran school in their congregation or in their community? Right. Well, the, you know, related to baptism, we have another baptism on the docket, by the way, of another family. Uh, what happens is uh, you get that phone call and father calls and says, hey, I want to talk with you because my daughter came home talking about baptism. And I'm thinking, oh, no, it's going to be another one of those families that, you know, thinks you should be baptized when you're the same age as Jesus or something like that. Sit down. My daughter wants to be baptized. And we we would like for that to happen. Can we talk? Beautiful. And so, yes, well, let's let's visit about that. Let's talk. So to see, I think I've told other stories on this same program about uh, children who didn't know Christ, who came to our school, heard of Christ, the Holy Spirit worked faith in them, called them by the gospel. And not only the child, but also the whole family learned of Christ, was baptized. So these are the, these are the joys where we don't always get to see the fruit of sowing the seed, so to speak, of the gospel. But I think the Lord gives us glimpses every now and again as sort of encouragement to us to say, yes, keep sowing the seed. Others will grow at another time, uh, remain faithful. And so those those things bring us the uh, great joy in this life and in this time. Thanks be to God for that encouragement. How can we learn more about Faith Lutheran Church and School in Plano, Texas, and keep up with what's going on at, at the, this great school? Yes, yeah, so I'd encourage you to check out our website, www.flsplano.org. And there our website has uh, many things about our school, from uh, a little bit about our school curriculum. Was classical Lutheran education, which we enjoy and love here at our school, um, and even enroll, um, make application, and also we we don't have church and school on the same uh, website. Uh, if you simply look at www.faithplano, all spelled out, f a i t h p l a n o dot org, you'll also find Faith Lutheran Congregation's website. should be a link to either on, on if you go to either website. Our guest today, the Reverend Stephen Kieser, Headmaster and Associate Pastor of Faith Lutheran Church and School in Plano, Texas. Pastor Kieser, thanks for sharing this great story with us today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Showing support for KFUO is now easier than ever. 
You can sport a KFUO shirt, swag, or even socks by visiting our online store. Go to KFUO.org slash store and order high-quality KFUO-branded merch. You no longer need to wait for our annual share for a chance to show your KFUO spirit. Visually share and wear this ministry out in the world by checking out our selection. Every purchase helps to support our proclamation of Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Go to KFUO.org slash store.